0: Hello everybody! Welcome to You Can Sit With Us. Today is a very special episode because it is just me and my bestie Rachel... Chatting Hello. about our kids, we're
1: talking babies. We're talking. When everyone else leaves the room. We just talk about our babies. Yes,
0: and we try not to talk about our babies when they are in the room, but sometimes it happens anyway. It does. Anywho, uh, the other uh, you can sit with users are out today. Yep, um, two of them are in
1: Vietnam. Yep,
0: Becky and Matt are in Vietnam. I really hope you're buying us prezzies. They're. They look like they're Please. having the best time. They also look so warm. And
1: they look um sweaty, really sweaty. <laughs> yeah. Like like they look tan every photo I see, and a little sweaty. <laughs>
0: every photo I see is Becky with her little hand uh-huh. fan. Oh, Ooh, I love it! It's hot. It. Whooey! And then uh, Maggie is in New York mm-hmm. for the time being with Zachary. Yeah, So, so you it's know, just,
1: when left to our own devices, it's all children all the time. <laughs> well, we get a lot of questions about
0: our kids. That's we get true. a lot of questions about kids in general, uh, that people like, you know, they're like, do I want kids? I'm starting to think about having kids. You know, our I feel like our listenership kind of ranges from the youngest being, mm, I don't know, a child themselves. A child. <laughs> uh, and the oldest being probably our moms. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it kind of is all over the place. And we don't talk about kids very much, but we're going to talk about them today. Yeah.
1: I also sound like I pound whiskey every night. <laughs> that is just a preschool plague that I'm getting Wait, over. you don't
0: pound whiskey every night?
1: Uh sometimes I don't <laughs> I don't suggest that as a good coping mechanism for parenthood. But um no, the first year of preschool, brutal rough. on the immune system so of the rough. whole family.
0: I feel so. like that's just the first year out of COVID is yeah, uh, that too. It's just been rough on everybody. Yes. So, like, it's just sickness after sickness after sickness. I know. Poor um, Finn
1: is the same way. He just, he catches everything because he puts his mouth on everything. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. that's true. Guys, I saw Finn the other day for the first time in, like, a couple months. He was, like, walking. He was, like, eating foods. I was like, What's, who is this child? It's been a while, right? I said we were going to talk about babies, but really, we don't have babies. We have toddlers. We have children. Yeah, yeah. we have preschoolers.
0: Finn uh, can almost
1: talk He like He can fully communicate With our nanny okay, Like When Finn says Ray Ray My heart will burst And be oh my Full finally You
0: just wait I can't wait You just wait Yeah he says um, So our nanny's dog's name Is Jackson mm-hmm. And he says Jackson Jackson Yeah <laughs> I know that's the That's the first name He's Muffin. called though
1: It's not even Our nanny's name It's <laughs> Jackson Listen Dogs are more important Than people We know this I know I know. I well, hear that. Should we get into it? We have sure. questions. Yeah.
0: So we have some questions to guide our conversation, um, just because Rachel and I could go off about kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, well, to give a little background, Rach, you have two kids. I have twin three year olds,
1: mm-hmm. and you also have two kids. I also now. have
0: two kids. I have a four year old and a an a twenty month old, both boys.
1: Yeah, we're very gender-divided across the room. You have yeah, boys, very I have girls, divided. but we'll see what they are when they grow up. Yeah, That's we will see. how they see. were born. Can you see your kids already
0: starting to, like, show signs of being, like, artistic or uh, um, extroverted?
1: I mean, definitely. I think... Uh, having them side by side at an identical age, it's very easy to see all the ways in which they're very different from one another, Mm -hmm. which I think from a young age has really elucidated for me how they are their own beings. Um, Whereas if you just had one kid with no one to compare them to, you might, I don't know. It's so funny because all the ways in which Poppy is extremely social, June is not. Right. And all the ways in which June is like, highly verbal and very like has lots of ideas. Poppy's just going with the flow. So like the play off of each other, they're very different. Yeah. Yeah. And I get you. Um, Certainly Wes. Wes is four. Oh, Wes
0: is four. He, oh my goodness. He's interested in everything. Mm -hmm. Like truly he likes to get his hands on things. You know, (laughs) he just wants to, move his body and he loves big body movements. Mm -hmm. He loves, um, you know, like his gymnastics classes and things like that. And I find, you know, when you see him next to other kids that are like his age, Mm -hmm. he is, I would never have guessed this because he's so active and so just like fidgety at home Mm -hmm. that he is the one who sits still and listens.
1: It's remarkable.
0: I know. I'm like, Goodness, like you know, like he just loves learning, uh-huh. and I can totally see him being like a STEM kid because mm-hmm. when so we got a like a book of um, experiments recently, mm-hmm. and now he's just like let's do experiments. <laughs> like he wants to, you know, he, he okay. wants to like make Hello, a little volcano. And I know he's totally a tiny Ned. And Finn is so different. Mm-hmm. Finn loves to sit and look at books by himself. Mm -hmm. that's like his happy place. Sometimes when Wes gets to be too much for him, Mm -hmm. you know, because Wes will be like up in his face and be like, Finn, you want to do this? Finn, you want to hug Finn? You want to like, you want to play with this, which is very sweet. And it was certainly different, um, you know, six months ago when Mm -hmm. Wes was, couldn't stand Finn. Um, But now when, when Finn gets to be too, like when Wes gets to be too much, Finn will say, uh, no. And then he'll walk away and like go somewhere quiet and pull out a book or pull out like a uh-huh. toy that he can do himself, and then he'll sort of like just do his own thing until he's until he's done, and then he'll come back and and be hilarious. He has mm-hmm. the most hilarious. Um, he likes to dance. Aww. Finn loves to dance. He'll come over and he'll just like like actually twerk and shake his booty because he knows what makes me laugh. It's just so funny. It's so funny. So
1: sweet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Finn is very much like music, mm-hmm. reading. Uh, Wes is like sword fights. <laughs> and, and
1: you're like, you know, I'm pretending to fly. Uh uh-huh. Oh my goodness. I'm pretending to fly. I'm pretending to a fly. A lot of bad guys with Wes's imaginary play. A lot play. of bad guys. There's a lot of bad guys. A lot of bad guys. All right. I'm going to hop in on the questions. Okay. We're starting with... Pregnancy. Oh, okay. Did you always know from when you were like a teen onward that you wanted to be a mom?
0: Yes, I think I did. I never. I I never. How do I explain it? Like I didn't ever commit when I was young to being like I absolutely want to be a mother. Like my life will not be complete if I'm not a, if I am not a mother. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I think I always knew that
1: it was something that would be fulfilling for me. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Oh, I always wanted to be a mom. Oh, yeah. I was a nanny. I was a kindergarten teacher. I always, always wanted to be a mom. And then we really struggled to get pregnant. Mm -hmm. And that like really solidified like this like intense desire. Because then I had to like grapple with how much I wanted it. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah
0: money, So time. much money,
1: <laughs> um, so much effort. I'm going to say something real hot take, real controversial. Okay, let's hear it. Now that I am a mom, the world could not exist for me without Poppy and June existing in it. Like yeah. that is so clear. And I in fact have a hard time remembering that they didn't exist when I like look back on my life um, because they are so fully a part of the scope of the world now. But now that I am a mom. I can more clearly see a future where I wasn't one. Yeah. Like now that I'm in it and doing it, I'm like, oh, the choice not to have kids is also a really cool choice. Right. Exactly. I didn't think that before. Not for other people. Obviously, everyone should do what they want. But for me, I thought, oh, that's exactly what I want. And now that I'm experiencing exactly how hard it is, sometimes I'm like, oh, if I could go back with this knowledge that's not why I would choose because I need June and Poppy to exist. Right. But I could see myself being happy with no kids.
0: Right. Like you could certainly weigh the choices a little bit more.
1: I could with mm-hmm. this knowledge. I could never have done that before they were born. Yeah. And like I said, it's not the choice I would make. But I see the no kids argument so much more clearly yeah. for myself than I could have before.
0: I remember when so I was having a conversation with my mom one time. And I asked her, you know, like, uh, why did you wait so long to have kids? Because she... (laughs) She didn't have me till she was twenty-seven, which twenty-seven, <laughs> I know, which is ridiculous. It's like it's so early. <laughs> she was a baby. I know. What are you talking about, Ariel? I know. It's so ridiculous. Um, she but, had kids like ten years before oh, us, right? Exactly. But okay. like, but like at the time, uh, you know, she like she had a, a bunch of friends that were having kids, and um, and so yeah, and and, and, and so I was kind of like, well, why did you wait so long? Mm-hmm. Um, and she like. No hesitation said. Well, we didn't know we wanted kids. Like we didn't think we wanted kids. Your your dad and I were very focused on our careers. We, um, you know, we considered not having children for a while. And I was like, I was wildly hurt by that. I was like, you were you considered not having kids? Like, why? I I, you know I I I don't I like I haven't actually. Gotten into the feelings of that, mm-hmm. but thinking about it now, I probably felt like, well, you know, <clears throat> do, do, do do you feel like your life would
1: be complete without me? me? Without me, it? but see, the <laughs> no kids route isn't saying I'm not choosing to Ex- have you. Exactly, it's that I'm not choosing to engage with that. Exactly, but your specificity doesn't exist in that world. Right. Of course, she would choose you. Of course. That's why I having the knowledge I have now, although I can see the path, I can't choose it. Now I have the specificity of June of Poppy. I could never let that go. But I understand how hard it is in a different way now that, um, I could have, I was too blinded by my desire to have babies before. Yeah. I know. I really wanted babies, (laughs) you know? Um, How did you decide when to have kids? You thought 27 was old? Uh, Ariel. Okay, when I was like 14, I thought 27 was old. Okay, when I was 14, I had mapped out a plan of my life where I was like, married at 22, kids by 24, (laughs) Nobel Peace Prize by 28, Broadway (laughs) star by 30. And then I died. (laughs) You know, like I had a total plan that was ridiculously early and dumb. Did you say I'm Nobel
0: Peace Prize? <laughs> yeah. And you're a Broadway and a, star? And a Tony. <laughs> I had
1: big wow. dreams. Wow. I love that. <laughs> you know, 14-year-olds are dumb. i, I uh, yeah, short-sighted. Short-sighted. I'm sure there are lots of 14-year-olds listening. You're not dumb. Listen, I just had big dreams, guys. <laughs> I, I don't think that's dumb. I think that's actually <laughs> fantastic. You need to
0: look back on those, like, diaries and stuff and uh-huh. just be like, I uh-huh. need to – I like, where did this energy come from? <laughs> the energy – where did it go? <laughs> well, I, I lost I, it. I think we all know where it went. I think we <laughs> all June know where Poppy. it goes. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's <laughs> um, when did uh, – yeah, let's w- see. So Ned and I got married pretty early – yeah, you did. We you did, did my yeah. plan for yes. marriage. Well, sort of. I mean, I I wasn't twenty
1: two. I was twenty five. That's still quite yeah. young. You, yeah. I was twenty five. You and Pixie Podcast Miles both.
0: That's right. So, ow ow. Yourself. But Ned was twenty three. Yeah, well, Ned's a baby. Ned's a baby. I know. Um and we wanted to live a life together before mm-hmm. we had kids. So mm-hmm. we waited. We waited until I was 32.
1: And so when did you decide, like, did you have a conversation? Was it because of your age? Did you just feel ready? Like, what was the, like, impending, what variable change?
0: It didn't have any really anything to do with our age. Um, or maybe it did. But, like, that wasn't the leading factor. Mm-hmm. It was more of a, we just felt like we were ready and that we were sort of settling down. We... We're trying to buy a house. We had stable jobs. You know, we we were.
1: (laughs) You had stable jobs at the beginning of the pregnancy. We
0: had stable jobs when we got pregnant. Uh When I had my child,
1: we had no health care. Oh, yes, we all recall. Uh If you don't recall, watch the Try Guys documentary, it's out now. (laughs) <laughs> on our channel
0: um, so yeah there was no stability when we actually had Wes but at the time we were like I think our relationship is ready for this um, you know that mm-hmm. I, I think that was really the important thing was that the two of us together we were like we can face this together now we've yeah. we've lived enough life mm-hmm. um, and you know there's, there's, there's other factors there's factors of like uh, can we afford it mm-hmm. do we have a place for the baby to sleep, you, you know, like that sort of you thing. You didn't, but we, go at ahead. At the time we did not, but we figured it out. We figured it <laughs> out. But when you out. got pregnant, you did. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, you, I don't know your, when you decide, oh. I, I I usually know most of your
1: stories, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do not
0: know the answer to this question.
1: Well, we were real eager. I was real eager to have babies. Like I said, very baby focused, You know, Watson and I dated for only two years before we got married at the courthouse, and then just a couple months later had our actual wedding. And by the time we had our actual wedding, we were already trying to have kids. I was trying to get pregnant. I didn't care if I was pregnant at my wedding or not. Yeah. And so less than three years of being together, and we were going for it. Now, I was already 32. Mm -hmm. Um, And so then we were trying and trying and trying for a long time, um, over a year. But um, I think we started trying basically as soon as we got married at the courthouse, because then I was on his health insurance. I didn't Uh have health insurance before, and that was, like, one of our main concerns. But we were kind of ready to try from the moment we, like— We're officially dating, basically. We were just... One of our first dates was house shopping for him. Not for us, but we were going to open houses. That's hilarious. We were just like in our 30s. I had like dated someone really long term out of college. I had a 10-year relationship. Then I had a few years of being single. And and we had been friends for a year. So by the time we like were actually dating, it was just kind of no holds bar. Like, you know, I think... We know what we want. Yeah. yeah. I think he said, I love you before we even told our friends we were dating. What? It was like kind of fast.
0: Yeah. It, <laughs> he loved you. He loved me <laughs> really quickly. Wait, So, okay. You, you guys met, let's just go a little bit into
1: like how you met Watson. Uh-huh. Um, you guys met on, on set. We met on set of a pilot for a Zach Galifianakis show called Baskets. Okay, and um, we had like a mutual group of friends. Like his one of his best friends was also one of my best friends who I had worked on a different pilot with. So
0: you guys were doing like group things together. Yeah, we were all
1: friends, but um, he was dating someone, and then but they were like doomed from the start without me, you know like yeah, we were just friends for like almost a full year and then after they broke up like a couple months after that,
0: you were like, oh, well I was like, huh I did okay. like it's it's interesting like once somebody like when somebody's off the table mm-hmm. then you don't even think about
1: it and then when somebody's mm-hmm. on the table, you're like, oh, actually right. I mean, <laughs> And then we like went, you know, out to grab drinks just as friends. And like we shut the bar down and I like from sitting and chatting just as friends. Wow. And I was like, okay,
0: when was it's the first, 1 a.m. Gotta go. <laughs> when was the first time you talked about kids with him?
1: Lord, if I know, probably like, way too soon.
0: That date? You know? No, day. no.
1: But like... As soon as we were properly dating and all of our friends knew and all of that, I think we would sit together at dinners and we would be like, so if you were ever to get engaged, how, what would you want that to look like? Or we would talk (laughs) about it like in theory, and if you were ever to have a child, what would you want that to look like? And when we talked about kids, we always said this thing that I think cursed us, no, blessed us. What? We always said, well, we'll start with one and then we'll see. (laughs) And then we started with two. Um, And now you're seeing? Now we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, now we're seeing and now we have two. Uh, Side note, most question comment, uh, most common question I get on Instagram DMs, which I'm sure you do too, Uh which I know Becky does too. And I bet Maggie, if she checks and not Matt, is, uh, are you having another baby? And people will even go so far as to comment on my photos and to be like, "Rachel, is that a bump?" I see, uh, and I'm like, "If I'm not telling you it's a bump, it's not a bump." Yeah, that's just my belly. No,
0: that's just what my body looks. That's like. That's just my belly, and I'm like self conscious enough about it. Yeah, so, so don't thank talk you about it, but thank you. I, I fully appreciate, like, as somebody who has been on bump watch, um, mm-hmm. I I fully appreciate, like. Uh, the excitement Mm -hmm. of when there is a bump and and, because you just want to be, you just want to get so excited for that person with that person. But you don't ask until they tell you. I know, I know. But it's, you know, for, for a lot of people who haven't, you know, experienced that had somebody comment on their body in in a way that is so invasive, um, they don't, it, it doesn't even occur to them doesn't
1: even occur to them. I know. But it's like, it's just, you just can't comment on people's bodies. I know. The end. The like end. I saw my friend who was the only witness at our courthouse wedding as a photographer for the first time in like a year after the pandemic. And it was just, she had this huge bump. Her belly button was popped. I just didn't say anything until she mentioned it. You never just know. Just in case. Like, what if, what if, Yeah. what if you just never know. And I was like, pretty sure and it turns out she was like a good six months pregnant yeah um but you never know if like someone just had a miscarriage if someone exactly like just or if that's just how someone's body looks now that has happened to friends of mine they just still look pregnant for forever um you just no guys you just don't yeah sure I have a bump that's just my body at 36 after having twins that's
0: the bump yeah Like, I can only wear super tight, high-waisted pants, like, (laughs) most of the day. Like, the the rest of the time, I need to wear stretchy pants, guys. Stretchy pants, flouncy dresses. (laughs) That's the way. Uh, But, I mean, the question still stands. Like, Mm -hmm. will there be another one? And the answer is, hell if I know.
1: (laughs) Uh, I thought you were going to say, hell no. Hell (laughs) if I know. (laughs) Hell if I know. Mm -hmm. We're,
0: uh, I mean... We lean back and forth all the time. Currently leaning towards probably not, mm-hmm. um, but yeah. I mean,
1: do you want to redact that? Is Ned going to kill you?
0: No, he's not going to kill me. Okay, <laughs> good. He's not going to kill me because he does it too.
1: You know? Oh, does he?
0: We we look at Finn and how adorable he is, mm-hmm. and and then we'll look over at Wes being like psychopath, <laughs> and we're like, babies
1: are cute, right?
0: Like babies are so cute. But
1: here's the thing. Babies don't keep.
0: I know. They don't keep. They, it's They've like, gone, so they
1: are gone so fast. I know. Okay, I well, speaking understand. of, there
0: is, like, there was a question here that was, oh, okay. It was the first one that, that Rainy sent that we should, like, think about, uh huh. Um, which is, what is your favorite thing to do with each of your children? This one just made my, it just made my heart warm. I was like, what is my favorite thing to do with my children? What's your favorite thing to do with your children? Let's see. It's different for both of them, mm-hmm. you know, because the it's hard to – the two of them are so different in ages that it's hard to really have like a, a really meaningful uh, connection with them together. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the ways that we actually do do that is the very first thing in the morning. I, I am a morning person. And even when it's too early for my body and I'm like, why are you awake right now? I still – I'm just so happy to like – will be standing in his crib with his little sleep sack on and he's like so happy to see me you know i come in and i like wake up his room and mm-hmm. like pull him out of his crib and he like uses you know he points and he goes milk milk mm-hmm. and i'm like you want some milk buddy yeah, let's go do that and then you know like Finn and I will go out and we'll have our milk and I have a little conversation with him and uh, and then Wes kind of comes wandering out and he's like this sleepy four-year-old and <laughs> he's a little drowsy still and he's like... Hi, mommy. And he loves morning hugs. And so he comes over and he snuggles with us. And sometimes I'm still holding Finn. And sometimes I'll, you know, give Wes like a one arm or sometimes I'll give him two. But they're just so snuggly and sweet in the morning. And I just love it. Not every morning, of course. They're children. They're allowed to like have moods. But yeah, uh, I don't know. Most mornings I just feel so close to them and just so warm and snuggly.
1: So sweet. Uh, I know. What about you? Favorite thing to do with them. I like how Rainey wrote each of them and I don't ever, they're never separate. Not yet. That's so funny. Never. Oh my goodness. They're only separate for like Poppy's in speech therapy. So um, we've been doing like speech evaluations around town to get her into a new program. So I take her for that, but it's like such a big deal to separate them. I really have to prep them. Oh, yeah. Or if one of them like has a rash and I'm taking them to the pediatrician. Mm-hmm. they even go to normal Pete appointments together. Yeah. Um yeah, they're never separated.
0: And they and they love that. I mean, yeah. I, 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 know that they love that. Like, yeah. I remember one time, Poppy was like in the house, and June's mm-hmm. going, "Where's Poppy? Yeah. Where's Poppy?" Like, yeah. they are each other's security blanket.
1: Yes. In fact, at preschool, their teachers told me that they don't go to the bathroom without going and getting the other one first. Really? <laughs> They're three-year-old They're like, I have twins. To go potty. They're. They've never been alone. Oh my um, gosh. So they get the other one to go potty. Now, next year, I will be putting them in sec- separate academic classrooms. So. <gasps> It's a big deal. Was that a choice? Yeah. Yeah. That's a choice. So they'll be together for half the day outside and they'll be separate for half the day inside. And by half the day, I mean two hours. Right. So we're just going (laughs) to go (laughs) slow. slow. Go slow. (laughs) I think it's natural with twins, but I want them to have social autonomy and experiences eventually. Yeah. but Of course. Um, my favorite thing to do with them is probably, uh, we go out to breakfast in our neighborhood every weekend, both weekend days, um, at a local little coffee shop and they're obsessed and so am I. And we just go up the hill and we sit down together and we chat and they like, both want to sit on me and we feed each other and we all know what we're ordering. And like, it's just our space. And then usually afterwards they're like, can we not go home? And I'm like, sure, let's go figure out what we're going to do. Oh, But like, we just, we have coffee and milk in the mornings and like hang out. That's probably my favorite thing to do with them. The hanging out
0: is just so wonderful. Mm -hmm. I mean, now that, now that like Wes can fully talk, um, and Finn can communicate, mm-hmm. and so I feel like I really—that's such a lovely time to just talk to them. Yeah, you know, like yeah. pick their minds and see what they see what they like and what they're thinking about.
1: Yeah, it's a very funny time to yeah. like sit and have a conversation with two, three-year-olds. Right, exactly, because the things that they care about are not the things that we care about. It's true. <laughs> Did you know because of what Watts's career was? That that I would be alone all the time? Yeah. (laughs) No, I didn't. So once again, my husband is working out of town for another six months. I did six months solo last year and I'm doing another six months now. He has almost always taken a job out of town um, every year, at least just because not all the work is in LA. He's worked on some really cool projects like Atlanta and Atlanta are shot movies abroad. Um, and you know, I've always been supportive of that. Uh, that has always been fine, but I didn't realize it'd be parenting solo so much. And my friends will be like, Oh yeah, I was alone all weekend when my husband went on a biking trip and I'm like, wrong group text guys. Not to me. You don't. I, think, I think that all the time,
0: <laughs> whenever I'm alone with the boys for even like f- four hours or something like that, yeah. I'm like, how does Rachel fucking do this
1: every (laughs) single day? I mean, okay, let's acknowledge this though. I'm a solo parent with a full-time nanny Mm -hmm. with a husband, at least emotional, psychological, and um, from afar support. Uh Like I make him book the dog walkers, order the pull-ups, you know, like, I'm like, oh, my car has a problem. Call the shop and I'll drop it off. Like I make him work for the household for what he can do. (laughs) <laughs> um, and he's on East Coast time, so he can really do a lot of West Coast shit. Right, of course. It's great. Um, How do actual single parents do it with no full-time nanny, no like psychological husband support? I just like fully bow down to those people who either choose to or find themselves as single parents. Yeah especially in the pandemic for which your village is so small. Right. Like when my kids enrolled in preschool, you were my emergency contact for them because they didn't know anyone else in the whole world. Ariel, <laughs> I know. they didn't know anyone else. I know. Like if anyone if else were to else come, would come pick, pick them, them up, up, they would be like, yeah, that's a stranger. Right.
0: Like, I was the person who would go You were the and only person we
1: saw at one point yeah. in their lives. Wes was their singular friend. Uh, I mean, because we were already were his wor- singular friends. We were already working together through the pandemic. So yeah. it was like our only safe pod. Yeah. Um. So like, how do parents in the pandemic do it where you can't just rely on like your neighbor, your aunt, your cousin, if you don't yeah. have family nearby, I just, so yes, I do it like kind of a hard thing that I didn't necessarily sign up for. Um. But how do people do this for their whole lives? I know. I don't know. Um, It takes so much self-sacrifice to from the moment your eyes open till the moment your kid's eyes closed at the end of the day Mm -hmm. to either be at work or working for your family. Yeah. And then it also just takes like so much endurance and tenacity to like endure that kind of like loneliness when the only yeah. people you're hanging out with are kids. Like I was telling the guys on set yesterday that Monday night or whenever I discovered that we had run out of dog food. Oh, no. and I was like, Oh, whoops. My other child has no food. Like I fed her dinner from like the crumbs of the kibble. And it turns out just <laughs> like the subscription of dog food didn't come last month and no one noticed. So I like panic, go to Amazon. I can't get it delivered in a day. I check both of the stores and I have to be on set at 8.15 AM the next morning after I drop the girls off at preschool at eight no and way the pet stores food. in my neighborhood don't open before eight. <laughs> so there was no way I could get her any food because my kids were already asleep. This is like 8 PM at night. Yeah. Um, I'm stuck. I can't leave the kids. The dog has no food. So I pulled a filet of salmon out of the freezer and roasted it for her the next morning and gave it to her for breakfast. That's what you have to do. That's absolutely what you have to do. I was like, here's rice and salmon. (laughs) But like I was stuck. And luckily, you know, we had food in the house that the dog could eat. Right, right. But I was just stuck. I get it. I didn't know what to do. I know. So I just imagine truly single parents not people parenting solo for six months or a year at a time or whatever get stuck all the time being like the baby's asleep i need that prescription but it doesn't open but i have to go to work but my boss doesn't understand yeah i considered turning the monitor on my phone and like driving up to the right aid and i was like (laughs) no no i can't do that what if very real possibility what if there's an earthquake while i did that I right. would never forgive myself. I would rather Clementine be hungry. You know, she's gotten a little chunky in the pandemic. <laughs> Anyways, we worked it out. It's but- all that salmon and rice, Rachel. <laughs> <Yeah>. One time. <laughs> no, it's the fact that I no longer take her on fun trips to exercise and uh, stuff. I know, I know. You know what? I also got chunky in the pandemic a little <laughs> bit. It's because you're not taking yourself on fun trips. I'm not taking myself on fun trips anymore. <laughs> um, How did you decide on the boys' names? Oh, it, it, that was tough for us because
0: we we were all over the place with names. Mm-hmm. Um so there was it, I, I okay, I feel like um the way that I make decisions is i I stress out and I look at the whole pool of options, right? Mm-hmm. And it's too much every every single time I have to make a big decision, it's too much. And so I have to create boundaries for myself in order to like categorize the decision. Yeah. and so, um. We knew that the boys were going to have Ned's last name.
1: And do you I still stand by that? Because since that, did you see in Italy that um, infants now uh, can take mother or father's I last name? see that. And I have a good friend from college who gave her daughter her last name instead of her husband's. Yeah. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, I regret everything. Why did I sign <laughs> off on my husband's last name? They could have been Cole. I know. I know. Cole's such a good last name. I know. Um,
0: it never, yeah, I still stand you by You changed it. yours too. Yeah, I changed mine too. And yeah, so it just, I, I feel like it just logistically, it's simpler sometimes. Mm-hmm. But, um, that's a whole nother conversation. I know. Uh, and so I, we knew that they were going to be Fulmer. And, um, I kind of realized after meeting a lot of Ned's family that I really liked the, the way that, uh, the name sounded when they had a one syllable First name mm-hmm. and then Fulmer. So Ned Fulmer, Jim Fulmer, Reese Fulmer. You know, I, mm-hmm. I don't know. There was just something about that. And so Ariel. E- oh, exactly. No. Yeah. No, mine's like. <laughs> um, and so I was, I, and so I made that like one of the things. I was like, well, they need to have, they need to be able to have a nickname that could be one syllable. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we found this amazing book called. Ch- the child name wizard or something like that. <laughs> it it was a great book that, oh, that I did not have this book. It kind of broke names down into like what sort of feelings they give you and and like where they kind of come from. And so you know, one of the categories was like surfer names. Uh, you know, so there would be like Wyatt and uh-huh. uh, like Kai. You know, Kai, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then we also oh, gosh, and then it had like a side note that said you know go to like. California surfer names and it's Wes, you know, Uh and I was just like, I mean, my kid is definitely going
1: to be like a California surfer at heart. I mean, he is the most like bleach blonde beach baby. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I always
0: imagine like, I, I I always, when I think about my kids' names, I imagine them in high school. Mm -hmm. Um, and I imagine people talking about them like gossiping about them you know like (laughs) i don't know is that is is that weird is that weird but i imagine girls being like oh my god you know wes fulmer our boys you know our boys are like oh my god did you see wes fulmer oh my god did you see is he wearing basketball shorts again oh my god oh my god did you know that did you know that finn's brother is wes (sighs) you know like i don't know for some reason the one with the
1: ear piercing yeah Uh,
0: yeah yeah can you believe Um, yeah, exactly. I just imagine. Does he have his
1: driver's license yet? No, not yet. (laughs) Just a permit.
0: (laughs) But his mom's super cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: But his mom, she's so pretty.
0: (laughs) I just imagine. Yeah. I just imagine these like,
1: that's funny. Older
0: kids and people, but, but like them being happy with their names, you Mm -hmm. know, because of, I don't know.
1: Were you always happy with your name? I was always happy with my name. Miles. Oh yeah,
0: I always had, uh, no one had my name.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, Miles is not very common. Pretty I did and Bon really the deal. You were going to name your child Miles? <laughs> we did think about it, but we knew Miles at the time. So, <laughs> so we couldn't, we couldn't. <laughs> you know one of my, you know one of my names is What's not Miles. It? What's that? It's Milo. Oh. That's a name I, like I love for Milo. a girl. Milo yeah. is good. Milo for a girl. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Otis. Otis. <laughs> um. How did you pick yes. Finn? Um, Finn was one of my boy names. I, yeah, isn't that funny? It's okay. I'll never have boys. Okay, so one
0: thing that I learned from this book um, was I read like the uh, the, the introduction, mm-hmm. which, was, which was a pretty sizable introduction. It wasn't just like, welcome to this book. It was, it talked all about how names come in and out of fashion and how they kind of, like there are certain names that are just in the like, the the psyche of society at a certain time and it comes Mm -hmm. from the you know the way Mm -hmm. we were raised and Rachel uh, in the 80s right exactly Ashley Mm -hmm. Catherine like all of these different ones and right now Finn is one of those like
1: definitely Finn
0: Finn goes to uh gymnastics and there's two other Finns in his class one of them is a finned lay and the other one is a Finnegan. yep and they're all Finns. so many Finns. yeah I love finn I love it, too. I love it, too. And, and he's, he's and he's such a Finn. He's such I a never sweetie.
1: minded Rachel being I minded being one of like five Rachels in every class. Yeah. That is annoying. But I never minded it sounding like I was a mid 80s kid. Yeah. Like our yeah. mid 80s baby, really. Yeah. infant. Because um, I was like I don't mind it being a sign of the times. Yeah, which Finn absolutely. may be. It, yeah. It's so popular. You know
0: what really cemented Finn for me? Um, do you know what the name of the goldfish on the goldfish package is?
1: Oh, it's Finn. It's Finn. And you love goldfish. I know. It's, It was my pregnancy food. You influenced me so hard with goldfish that I brought goldfish that I wouldn't let Watson touch to the hospital to have after birth. The best. Yeah. Or I salty. mean, I do love them. Oh. I loved them before. Yeah. But I like, it really solidified that decision for yeah. me. I was, I was looking, like Ariel had these, I need them. Yeah,
0: I was looking at like a Costco-sized box of yeah. of goldfish and you know, I don't know why I was sitting at the table eating goldfish looking at the Costco-sized box, but I was like, "Oh,
1: Finn. Finn. Meet that's Finn. a good name." Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. But
0: yeah, Ned and I decided on Wes. It it took a long time to mm-hmm. decide on Wes and um we just really we liked it. It was between Wes and, you know, Ned we also thought maybe one of those like very East Coasty names like Kip or something like that would be good. Kip. I, I stand by that, Do you but I am glad Kip? that we went with Wes.
1: Did you ever, okay, here's a good question. After each boy was born, mm-hmm. each baby was born, did you ever question whether or not you had given them the right name?
0: Uh, no. It felt right. Isn't that funny? hmm Uh it took us a couple days to name Wes. hmm But once we named him, it felt right. Um nice. and uh I I also I'm not one to uh to regret things that I can't change,
1: you know? You could.
0: I know, but once Until I make a decision, I'm like You're it's a waste in. it's a waste of my of my mental energy mm-hmm. to regret something. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've talked about that before. But yeah, tell I us about Poppy and June.
1: Poppy and June. Well, obviously, i would wanted kids for a long time. Really hard to get pregnant. So coming into pregnancy, I had a boy name and a girl name mm-hmm. that were very solidified for me. Um, and we what were them- they? Can you tell us? <clears throat> yeah, or are they Oliver uh-huh. and Juniper? Oliver was mine too. Yeah, it became too popular by now. Like if I were to get pregnant with a boy right this second, not that we're trying to have a baby. Don't extrapolate that. But I would not. I would no longer use, use Oliver it. because yeah. it's like a fin, and I just I have friends with kids named Oliver now. Yeah. Um. But I really like the nickname Ollie. I, I know do. this is gonna kind of sound so dumb, but in New York, I had like a favorite, favorite, favorite barista at my coffee shop named Ollie, and you know I got a lot of good cappuccinos from Ollie. I found him delightful. Would you? W- would it be an O L L I or an O L L Y? Or O L I or I I don't know as like short for Oliver. (laughs) Ollie. Um, O L L I maybe? Because I like that. Because that's how you spell Oliver. That's kind of what I was thinking too. Um, and then Juniper was one. And Juniper, I had picked, you know, I had baby names in high school. I had them in college. You, you've you been thinking I've about this your a whole life. <laughs> and I wish I could remember what those were because I'm sure they were terrible. Oh. I bet they were like Chloe, Julia, you know. I still like um, Chloe. And, I th- and I th- I'm pretty sure that Allison was one of mine. Yeah, Alice was always one of mine. Mm-hmm. Um, Chloe... I got over when I taught school in the mm. like 2009, 2010, because um, it was very popular. I really? had a lot of Chloe's. Um, but when I moved to California with juniper plants, juniper became one of my leading baby names. So then when I found out we were having two girls, I was like, oh shit, what <laughs> am I going to do? And I knew I wanted a California plant. Wow. That's what I knew.
0: That's so funny. You were like, I just, it just works. I knew I kind of wanted
1: like, I mean, you could take that pretty expansively, but I wanted something indicative of the time and place where they were born. Could have been Jacaranda. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can you imagine? Of course. Call her Jackie. Jackie. No, I really can't look at an infant and call her Jackie. (laughs) It's not, it's not in the cards, Ariel. Um, Jacaranda. Another close call that I almost dare not say, maybe we'll redact it just for fun, was Fern. I, I really like Fern. Fern. Also Charlotte's Web. Don't redact um, that. I no, love Fern. redact it so I can use it for my third child and oh, no fair. one will have stolen it. Fair enough. No, I guess I don't know our listeners personally. Steal away. Leave <laughs> it out there. Fern. Um, that Which, was a backwards, third. Nerf? Nerf? Why would you no, it would do be, it backwards? It would be Nerf why i don't know okay i was just um but my sister-in-law sent me a list of her baby names that i was allowed to use uh, hold on uh, and penelope with nickname poppy was on there and when i saw it i burst into tears i was like oh that's my name by the way dear listeners she has now had another baby since then. And I sent her a list of my baby names to use and she took one. So we have traded <gasps> baby names. Wow. So my new niece is one of my female baby names.
0: That is so funny. Yeah. I love that you guys shared baby names. Like, she only can use a list this.
1: that I was free to take. Like she didn't send a list of like, and then when she was like, I don't know for her second, I was like, here's my list. And I did not put Fern on there because I still wanted You're it. That's fine. Like, that's mine. That's mine. Uh, we're not having a third baby. I'm not naming them Oliver or Fern. Um, but uh, so once I saw Poppy and then I had Juniper and then we gave them family names as middle names, it really solidified for me that that's what it was. And yeah. I said, Ariel Fulmer, I said, I'm going to birth them, I'm going to hold them, and then I'm going to name them. Uh huh. I didn't do that. I named them in utero. You did? Yeah. I didn't know that. I named them in utero. I started talking to them. You knew which one? Yeah, yeah. Baby A and Baby B, I named them.
0: And did you always know that A was going to be June and she was going to come out first?
1: I knew that I named Baby A June, Uh and I knew that Baby A would come first. Uh That's how they named Baby A. Um, And by the time I did that, by the time we picked Poppy, they were not flip flopping. They're pretty big. It was yeah. like relatively late in pregnancy, so you they know. were where they were. You need June so, was yeah. going to
0: come first that Poppy. Yeah. That's so funny.
1: Yeah. So, you know, That's I hilarious. named them in utero. Uh, so funny. Uh-huh. Would you say the transition between zero to one kids or one to two kids was harder?
0: Depends on what you consider
1: hard. I What do you consider hard? When
0: I when I think of things that are very difficult for me, mm-hmm. it's something that I am not prepared for. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was prepared for the first kid. I Mm -hmm. like, I had prepared myself. I had had years to prepare myself Mm -hmm. to, to like know that it was going to be hard and Mm -hmm. to, to like, I don't know, prepare myself, but like physically to, to take care of a child and like time-wise and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. I knew what it was going to take. I knew I wasn't going to be going to get any sleep going from one to two. I thought I had it in the bag. And then yeah. it just, uh-uh. it. I was blindsided, fully blindsided. I like, Wes was a great sleeper. Finn was not a great sleeper, you know, in like the first year of his life. And
1: that threw me for a loop. Um, yeah, kids are different. Kids are different. And I think parenting one is... What kind of parent are you when you've had a lot of non-parent, single adult, not single. So parenting one is like, who are you as a parent when you've had tons of time to prepare but no experience, Mm -hmm. when you're book smart on parenting, you're coming into it like with all the free time in the world. Yeah. You might not think that, but that's true. Yeah. And then parenting your second is who are you as a parent when you have no energy or time left to give? Exactly. Who are you as a parent when your life is already at a hundred percent? Yeah. And you just add another hundred percent and hope for the best.
0: Exactly. And it's really hard. Just like hope that they're all getting what they need.
1: Yeah. You can't you don't have the time to like just dedicate to preparing yourself, your home, your life. No, because you're you, taking care of a kid. But you know what you have on your side, experience.
0: Exactly, exactly. But, you know, and there were some things where the experience was uh, like, I, I, I'm i so glad that I had it. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were some, in some ways he was very different. Yeah, of course. And so, you know, the experience, I was like, well, now my experience is working against me because <laughs> I thought, thought this was going to
1: be easier oh, or yeah. I
0: thought I was going to do it like this. Turns out.
1: No, no. <laughs> Every kid is their own kid. And I've been raising two kids in an almost identical environment. They've literally never left each other's side. They're wildly different. At the identical time. And yes, there is probably some difference in my response to each of them based on personality, but like very nuanced stuff here, right? And they develop differently. They have different needs. They have different relationships with me, with each other, with our home, with preschool, with their nanny. Like they are, there's only so much that you are imparting on them and there's just so much they bring to the table and that's just who they are. I have one who has always been the most excellent sleeper I've ever met in my entire life and the other one needs me relatively frequently at night. We sleep trained both. Um, very lightly, I have. I did baby led weaning for both the whole shebang, uh-huh. and one at three is super picky, and the other one would literally try anything you gave her and probably love it. Like <laughs> you can only do so much, right? They yeah. are in control of so much. It's like you have given them the same food, yeah. Every day of their lives. Someone said this to me last night, the other day, um, she was like, yeah, when I became a mom, I really considered my husband's or my like parenting partner's opinion. I considered my opinion and I weighed out the best choice and I fucking forgot about the baby's opinion. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> right. You and your partner can come to all the agreements you want on how to parent, but the baby is going to have an opinion a baby's on what they want. Decide. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> You know, like, just like you and Ned, you probably were like, yeah, I'll breastfeed. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And your boys were like, the fuck you will. Yeah. I would we're prefer a bottle, please. <laughs> we're too small, mom. Yeah. You're going to have to figure it out. But even more so as they get bigger, I'm like, oh, I yeah. want to do this and this. And it's like, right. okay, you don't want to. Okay. Never mind. Uh, uh, well, I guess we I guess, won't.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> what are the hard questions do we have in here? The hard question I was going to ask is, can you describe what the love for your kids physically feels like? I feel like that's really hard. It is very hard, but absolutely it's a physical feeling. Yeah, what does love for your kids feel like, Ariel? Everybody brace yourselves for poetry. <laughs> poetry from me, really? <laughs> yeah. um, well, let's see.
0: Have you ever gotten into a hot tub?
1: Yes, I have. And
0: with it, you and our children recently. Yes, well, you know. <laughs> it when you get a hug from a toddler, uh-huh. My body turns into molten like hot tub glob. Yeah. <laughs> it is the sweetest most uh just wonderful and pure thing that mm-hmm. you could ever get our toddler hugs and I I try to get them as much as I can <laughs> and I never take them. I've uh-huh. learned that like you can't just be like give me a hug or oh, like no. here's a hug. It's can I give you a hug or mm-hmm. do you want a hug? Yeah, you know. And then usually they're like uh huh, or yeah. they just come in for the hug. Like Finn just goes in. For, for those the hug.
1: of you who are not up on current parenting pra- practices, that is um, informed consent from an early age. Mm-hmm. You don't just do things to kids. You, yes. If you have to do something to them or for them, like pick them up when they're screaming to and get them out them. of the way or put them in a car seat when they won't get in because you, know, you tell them you're going to do that and you're going to do that. You I know? understand that you don't want this, but I have to mm-hmm. do this to keep but you safe. But otherwise you ask them. We actually the girls started this language, I feel like, but we say, do you have a hug to give? Do you have a kiss to give? Oh. And you'll be like, or Poppy will be like, I have one, I have a kiss too. <laughs> oh, do you have one to give? Precious. <laughs> okay, I'll take that. It's do so you precious. Have, do you have two to give? I've never asked them that, but yeah. I'll take two.
0: But I, I'd say that feeling of like warmth and sort of, you know, the feeling that you get when you like relax, mm-hmm. it just feels warm and and like... I don't know, like all of the muscles in your body are just getting what they need. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, I feel like whenever I, so when I say goodnight to Wes, we do this thing where he where he says like, "I love you all the way to Earth." Because he didn't realize that we were on Earth, <laughs> and so when there was one morning where I explained to him where I, we, we like drew out all the planets, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, so Earth is technically the closest planet to us. Do so you love um, me? So you love me to Earth to here. and and um, and he was like, well, which one is the farthest one away? And I was like, well, it looks like that's uh, Neptune or is Jupiter.
1: It, it's Pluto, but Pluto doesn't exist anymore.
0: Yeah, I mean, it exists. It's, it's not a planet. It's not a
1: planet anymore. I think it's Jupiter. Okay.
0: Uh and so now he says, uh I love you all the way to Jupiter and it just melts my heart. And then sometimes he'll so, so and sweet. and then a smart kid, he started saying, I love you all the way to Jupiter and then to the sun and then back to Earth. I'm just like, "What? Where do you get this stuff?" Ugh. That's so cute. It just like their feelings, like they, they there's a, a it, it kind of a double-edged sword with toddler mm-hmm. feelings, right? Um, on the one hand, they can they say everything that they're feeling and they have a lot of feelings. And they, those can be, you know, wild feelings when you're out in public and yeah, they don't they want don't to. they don't know how
1: to process <laughs> exactly. them. So they're very big and uncontained. right?
0: But when those big and uncontained feelings are love towards you.
1: Yeah, and joy oh, towards you. Oh, yeah. oh I know. just melt. It's very pure. It is very pure. What does it feel like to you? Love, love for my kids. Yeah, just the yeah the feeling. Here's what I think it's like. Um, Very different, (laughs) though. I agree with everything you said. I think having children is like creating horcruxes. I (laughs) putting yourself (laughs) split my soul into three, and only when I am with them, physically in the room, holding them to my body, am I within my full being, and without them. Parts of me exist out in the world and I am not my full being. Ugh. I am constantly being torn and split apart because I have taken pieces of myself that I'll never get back yeah. unless I'm with them.
0: Yeah. Like yeah. You're, you're always thinking about them no yeah. matter where you are.
1: I, from here, from this moment that they were born onward from when they stopped being a part of my like actual body, although they left their DNA in me. So like they're still, they're here. still
0: part of
1: you. Um, I have never done anything again at a hundred and ten percent. I haven't worked mm-hmm. or been with friends or been in like on a trip or traveled or been a part of the world or anything at a hundred percent because I have split off parts of myself mm-hmm. that I cannot get back unless we are together.
0: And I feel like I have to save energy for them.
1: Mm. You know? Like That's interesting.
0: I, I, Ned and I talk about this a lot where, uh, like he can go 100% on like the soccer field or something like that. Mm -hmm. Whereas I always have 15% left in the tank because I know that I'm going to need it at some point. Like
1: for the kids.
0: For the kids. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, It's just like, I don't know. I never again in my life will I be out about on my own and operating at 100% myself because I gave up part of myself you know like I used to dedicate everything to a work project or you know travel or friend groups or whatever but just you know yeah
0: that makes me think about what it's going to be like when our kids are grown
1: I know. And what have we maintained of ourselves? Yeah. since then? I do think every day that they exist, they are more a part of the world and less a part of me. And um, that is how it is. How does and, that make
0: you feel? Like, how does that, do you feel like you've just lost that, that part of you that, that, that doesn't have them connected to you? Or do you feel like, do you feel like you're getting it back?
1: I mean, in some ways as they grow up, I return to myself yeah. somewhat. But, yeah, there was definitely, like, a gift I gave that won't ever totally come back, nor would I want it to. Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's thriving in some other direction now. Um, You know, parenting is, like, a lot of tiny, tiny deaths for, like, the baby that was and tiny, tiny births for, like, the kid and then the teen and then the adult they will be. And you do things for the last time with your kids and you don't even realize it. Like, it just occurred to me last oh, night. Oh, just make me cry. I know. I could cry talking about it. I'm really trying not to. But last night I realized that I haven't bathed them in the sink in a long time and I never will again. They're too big. Oh. But I didn't know The last time I put them in the sink together would be the last time.
0: Oh, gosh. (laughs) I know. I know.
1: Yeah. You know, anytime
0: that uh, uh, Wes asks me to play, you know, he's like, Mommy, play with me. Come, Come play Legos with me. Come play outside with me. And I'm doing something. You know, cuz mm-hmm. there there are so many times when I'm like, uh I really want to, buddy, but I just I need to finish making breakfast for, you know, for your brother or something like that. Yeah. And I saw this this Instagram post at at oh one point God. that was like some oh, no. some some dad, you know, said like uh there will come a point when your when your kids stop asking you. Uh-huh. And I
1: you were like I'll I, crumbled. I crumbled.
0: I yeah. crumbled. you know, like parents are saps. They really are. They really, really are. Like Wes has started doing the I'm afraid of the dark thing, uh-huh. and I swear to God, I will, I will just lay there with that child and, forever. Like, till oh falls my god, asleep. I'm just like, you know, I. I like validate his feelings uh-huh. and I'm saying like, it's okay to be scared, yeah, you know, but like you're so safe for this reason and this reason and this yeah. reason uh, and in my head, I'm thinking to myself,
1: like, that's not fully true. Like, you know, it's safe, like, you know, it's yeah, like. Yeah, but there's no reason for him to carry the like. Exactly, burdens of exactly, no, this is, this is a
0: burden that like, this yeah. is something that I will carry for you because yeah. I am your parent. Um, but he's like, "Well, what if a uh, what if they have a, a a wrecking ball and they you know, cuz I'm like, well, the door is locked, nobody can get into did our house." Did you listen to Miley Cyrus? I did not. And then he he's, just he, he's just into trucks. Oh, okay. Now. Okay. A uh, different wrecking ball. All right. And so, you know, I've I've have to come up with the most creative ways to tell him that a wrecking ball cannot hurt our house. <laughs> it's made of concrete. Mm-hmm. I hope you know that. Uh,
1: and, you know, Wrecking That's Ball. That's so funny that <laughs> Wrecking Ball is his number one concern. I know. Do you remember being a kid and being, like, worried about um, quicksand? Oh, yeah. That That's was totally a fear of mine. never come up in adulthood. Never. Not once. Never. Here's, okay, I'm going to ask you the last question. Okay. Were there times when you felt like you lost your identity to motherhood, and how did you find yourself again if that had happened? Oof.
0: Yes, for sure. I think that the early days of of having a baby uh are so immersive <laughs> because they're twenty-four hours. It is twenty four <laughs> hours a day that you like that you are taking care of an infant who can't who can't feed themselves, who can't move, they can't you know, like it and and i and I feel like the hormones of like your body after labor to mm-hmm. make it so uh, just necessary that you are taking care of like you are taking care of this child now that yeah. can't take care of itself. Um, and it can be completely just all encompassing. Uh, and I remember it, that being a very nice experience the first mm-hmm. time. Uh, just get just totally giving in. Learning how to take care of a an infant.
1: Yeah, it's nice to like lean into this like very human experience. Yeah, and to expect nothing more of yourself than to do this one thing for a while. It's yeah
0: to have the privilege to to take the time to do that yeah. is was wonderful, and and I I did. I just I totally just gave into it, mm-hmm. um, and then I feel like you slowly start to get it back.
1: You know, by it, you mean yourself. You
0: mean, yeah, I mean, I, I mean myself and, and for sure. I like lost that, Mm -hmm. you know, like there, there are these stereotypes of, of new moms where they're completely sleep deprived, covered in milk. Uh, they haven't bathed like, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's every, yeah, that's that's all of us. That's every new mom. You just give in. Yeah. You just, you just give it all to your kid for Mm -hmm. the first, however long it takes. And then, and then you start to, emerge from, from this chrysalis, you know, you're like, I am a mom now. And, uh, you know, you can, you choose that if that makes you stronger, you choose if it makes you, you know, like how it makes you better. Mm -hmm. Um, which I, I always found that process very, very interesting. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you have times when you gave up to just
1: motherhood being a mom? A lot of the time, but I think Returning to work helped me return to myself yeah. a little bit. Um for me. Uh but yeah, those early days were very much just like yeah. I I have nothing more than to keep myself and these two other people alive. Yeah. That's my job. We're all gonna stay alive. Yeah. And that was about as high as the bar was set. <laughs> That's the highest bar you need right then. <laughs> Yeah,
0: I think for yeah for you it was work for me it was starting to go out with friends
1: by myself mm-hmm. without kids. Mm-hmm. You know what? I and we're done almost here, but like the pandemic really set me back into like that like early yeah. parenthood thing because suddenly I had no more outside the home interactions just over Zoom computers whatever, and it was um a struggle. It was one hundred percent baby time all the time. Yeah. I mean it was great to be with them so much but I felt very um just kind of confused into what I was doing I was like home yeah. with my kids all the time I'm trying to work I'm failing at both I'm not, like I'm
0: trying to be a great parent and entertain them mm, and, yeah. and like allow them I'm to just grow. failing
1: across the board. Cool. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Anyways, um, that's Parenthood. We have a hundred more questions. Uh, if Maggie, Becky, and Matt decide not questions. to come back, we'll be back. <laughs> um, so thanks for listening, guys. Yeah, this was fun. Um,
0: but yes, we do have a lot more questions. I feel like we didn't get to hardly any of them.
1: Yeah, we'll um, be back.
0: But that's okay. Rachel and I can go off.
1: Next time we'll just play a baby name game and drink wine.
0: let's do that. Miles, we should do that. Let's do that with uh, Maggie and Becky Mm -hmm. and uh, Matthew. Matthew. Okay. Okay, Matthew guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, Remember to get vaccinated, get boosted, wash your hands, pee after sex, be nice to your servers. Make sure you, Tip them. Tip your queens. (laughs) Yes. Happy bride. Um, We love you all so much and appreciate uh, your questions and your comments. Uh, Email us at youcansitwithuspod at gmail.com.
1: Comment below your favorite baby names that you're willing to share. Oh, make sure that they're ones you're willing to share, because
0: if they're not, somebody's going to take it and you are going to be very mad. Yeah. Um, All right. See you
1: next time. Bye. Bye.